Welcome to Apple at Work, the podcast where Apple intersects with business, education, healthcare, and everything in between. My name is Bradley Chambers, your host as always. Back for our annual WWDC recap is Alcir from Mosul. Alcir, welcome back to Apple at Work. Thank you, Bradley. It's good to be here again and really, really excited to talk about all the new things coming to Apple management this year. You know, there are a couple of things you can count on in June every year. It's yeah. uh, the southern U.S. been really hot, really humid, <laughs> as I know you're down south uh, as yeah. I'm up here in Tennessee. And it's uh, uh, just that, that period of year where you're going to sweat. Uh, and then also uh, WWDC. So uh, coming. What also make us sweat here, right? <laughs> There's a lot true. of work well, during the summer. <laughs> anybody that deals with um, Apple doesn't have a relaxing summer at all. No. Uh, it, it really honestly feels like we just got iOS 16 rolled out. I mean, you know, Mac OS Ventura. I mean, you know, it's like you have this like kind of lull period in the spring. Uh, I feel like by the time Christmas rolls around, you have everything kind of settled. Uh, and then you have this, you have this little, little period in the spring, a little spring break, and then uh, it gets busy as always. Um, yeah. You know, the first thing I want to talk about is um, uh, Vision OS. I mean, this, again, this is pre-announced. This kind of reminds me of, when Apple announced uh, Apple TV early, they called it ITV. Uh, it was even a code name. And, um, and it's, hey, this is coming. Be, be aware. Um, you, you know, I think there's a lot of consumer impacts, but the business impact here um, could be interesting. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I actually, of course, it was the, the uh, most expected announcement for not only all Apple fans, but I believe everyone in technology, everyone who follows technology uh, around the world was Vision OS. And, and uh, for me, there was a very important information watching the keynote. It was how much focus uh, was given to the work applications of Vision OS. Uh, that was basically uh, the, the, the presentation was separated between like how this can help you work and how this can help Help you to use a home. For me, at least, was a first. I never saw that uh, much focus on work r right out of the bat. And of course, that makes me very, very excited. What we do here is helping customers to use Apple device at work and finding new ways to 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 improve that experience or 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 allow them to uh, uh, enjoy everything that Apple had created. And seeing that much focus uh, on the work application was very important to me. And the other side is Vision Pro is a standalone device. So it's not like uh, uh, the watch Apple Watch that works paired with the iPhone or the iPad, it's it's basically a standalone device. And if it is uh, a standalone device and on the other side with potential work applications, uh, I am assuming, and again, that's just my assumption and, and maybe hope here, I have no information about that, but I am assuming that in the in the future, maybe one two years from now, we'll be here discussing uh, management evolutions or, or or possibilities for for Vision OS, and that excites me a lot. Again, just a hope uh, and and an assumption based on the combination of the, those two factors. But I can't wait to see how that will impact our our life here at work and education. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, the price point makes it where it's not going to become the mass market device for work on day one. Um, and, it, you know, this being a 
true everybody at work gets one device like your laptop, that might be 10 years away. Um, this may go down the evolution like the smartphone was you know, 20 plus years ago where it starts out small and it, and it you know, grows small, you know, grows over time. I mean, again, we, we look at now everybody has a smartphone. Um, but you know, in the early days of the blackberries, the trios, the, the, um, you know, even going back to the Palm pilots, the ones without, uh, even, uh, you know, even Wi-Fi or cellular. I mean, I had a Dell Axiom device back in the early two thousands that you know, you'd sync maps over a dock. I mean, that's it's come a long way, um, and 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 we often forget those days where before we had um, pocket computers that were incredibly powerful. It it happens gradually, then suddenly, um, and, and so it you know it truly might twenty years from now be something where like it completely replaces your laptop at work. Um, and we just don't know. I, I think, and again, yeah. I think it was very interesting that Apple didn't even, add, I mean, out of the gate, this was like a device you, you could use at work. And I think that was pretty, I think that was pretty telling. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and, and I, I believe as any evolution, yes, we'll need to see how that involves, but uh, really exciting to see a new device uh, joining the Apple ecosystem and, and to be really honest, the way, at least watching the presentation, the way everything is integrated was mind-blowing. So really can't wait to, to, to get one next year. I'll be, I'll be uh, really waiting and trying to put my order on the first minutes because I feel that that will change a lot of things for all of us in the future. And as, as someone working with Apple device, I work in education every day. Uh, I'm very, very excited. And, uh, you know, that's an interesting transition for us because Apple's last new device, uh, Apple Watch, and this is something that yeah. I think you and I have talked about off and on, um, is finally coming to device management. And, you know, at first glance, you think like, what, what, what do we need Apple Watch <laughs> on device management? Uh, but I think there's a lot of... Um, Interesting use cases here. Again, it could just be general purpose computing. But when I look at Apple's page and they talk about providing additional safety to their employees, I could see this device being very popular in um, warehouses, again, for just general mobile communication alerts, but also managing the sound level that's happening around an employee's work environment. What are your thoughts on watchOS management? Yeah, so finally now, uh, as an MDM Apple MDM provider, we can say that we manage all Apple devices, right? Uh, Apple Watch was the one missing, uh, and and now it's it's part of our our scope, and we are really excited. Uh, I agree with you, I, 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 and it was not quite a surprise for us here because we're exposed to customers every day, and. Uh, with over 40,000 customers, there is a lot of different use cases, different opinions and different questions or ideas. And since the, the launch of Apple Watch, we see tickets and questions about uh, the possibility of managing uh, those devices. Uh, and I'm sure Apple was receiving uh, even more feedbacks about that. So, yes, there is a clear need uh, among our customers for managing Apple devices. And and I believe you, you, you nailed it. Uh, of course, uh, if we have a very superficial uh, thinking about what is an Apple device at work, we'll probably think about the traditional employee getting a MacBook to do uh, all the regular uh, corporate work. Yes, that is a case. Uh, a lot of customers use Apple device that way. But we also have a, a huge number of Apple devices, and those normally 
are part of much larger, bigger deployments uh, where devices are really used as a work tool in a more dynamic environment. So we do have several very large customers in retail using the iPad uh, at the stores for basically every single operation. Uh, there is not like a physical place anymore where they should access a computer. There are iPads around uh, the stores or the warehouse and anyone can come grab one perform an action uh, so of course and then we have the same for for iPhones in several different cases so of course Apple watch becomes a very powerful extension of those devices and uh, not only allowing uh, the user to have quicker access but have a more constant access to things it's much easier for a warehouse uh, worker to just look to the watch and and, and perform some action then just go take the phone out of the pocket and lock it and enter in specific apps so there is a lot of application i believe in both cases and we are really really excited it's a lot of work uh you just said now that for everyone to work with apple at summer is it's kind of busy and yes uh, i believe this year uh we will need like more than three months, four months to to pre- to prepare everything, but we are at full speed already. We have all developers working on uh, the new the new features and possibilities, and of course, WatchOS is one of the stars on this roadmap. Yeah, I think the next step here is for Apple Watch to become a self-contained device, like you mentioned with um, with Vision OS. I mean, I think that's really the next evolution is when, again, I, I could see an environment where you you have, uh, you know, and again, maybe you know it kind of replaces the walkie-talkie. You know, if you have your facility staffs have walkie-talkie, maybe you're replacing right. those with Apple Watches, and, right. and that's 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 conceivable. Again, we got some battery, you know, things to to go there, but again. Uh, certainly with the Apple Watch Ultra, you could see an Apple Watch Max that's like this you know, all-day battery life. I think that's the next evolution here. Um, and again, it, it's kind of like, a, you remember the old movie Dick Tracy? I mean, it kind of puts it in that level for work where it's like it could be the work communication device. Yeah, I agree with you. So uh, next up, um, managed Apple ID updates. And there's you know, some things to talk about here, but I think for me, this is a larger theme of just Apple um, continuing to kind of chip away at Apple ID, manage Apple IDs. And again, it's, it's not your email service. It's, it's not your identity provider, but it is integrated into the devices uh, quite a bit um, and, and does offer some things. So, you know, you're seeing some, um, um, you know, iCloud, iCloud keychain enablements, and you're also seeing some pass keys uh, coming to uh, iCloud keychain for managed Apple ID. So uh, again, any thoughts here, Alcir, other than just, do you just, you know, another another year, another round of updates for managed Apple IDs. No, no, yeah, sure, and I I, I believe in the in, in the main message, uh, at least on, on my opinion about managed Apple IDs, is how uh, it is continued to evolve year after year with very relevant uh, new features or possibilities. And I believe the way it's being used and, and evolving, it's amazing. It's really not this idea about replacing whatever identity is used, for example, for email at a Gmail or a Microsoft uh, account. It's more about uh, creating that bridge with the Apple device and the Apple ecosystem. Uh, so Federation, I believe when Federation came initially for Microsoft was huge. And I remember how happy 
Microsoft customers were. And then immediately we started to have a lot of demand for Google Federation and Google Federation came. And now this year we see Federation being basically open. So uh, that basically means that every single customer right now, whatever they're using for identity, they can use, uh, they can have the benefits of Manage FYD for me. This is amazing. And then, of course, connecting that with all the new things, uh, especially in terms of password management uh, and all the benefits of Passkey. I believe Passkey is a big topic this year. Uh, and this integration with uh, Manage FYD is amazing. And also in very specific scenarios, when if we look to uh, education, we had this issue uh, that was quite common for students to do not remember their uh, password for manage up idea or things like that and and having a workflow for teachers and 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 now like there is this possibility for teachers to just uh, use their device uh, assigning with their manage up id to assign a student to another device it's it, it's amazing and i i it's very impressive how uh, year after year Manage App ID is becoming more powerful and is addressing more needs around the Apple ecosystem. This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Mosul. Deploying, managing, and protecting Apple devices at work shouldn't be difficult or require several solutions. Mosul is the only Apple unified platform for business. By combining enhanced device management, endpoint security, Internet privacy and security, single sign-on, enhanced app management into a single Apple-only platform. Businesses can now easily and automatically deploy, manage, protect their Apple devices automatically with one solution at an affordable price. With a solution for every business size and the best support in the market, start a free 30-day trial and see firsthand why Mosul is more than an Apple MDM. Mosul is everything you need to work with Apple. To learn more, visit business.mosul.com. That's business.mosyle.com. Thanks to Mosul for sponsoring Apple at Work this week. Again, chipping away. And, and, and again, I, do I think that um, a managed Apple ID, iCloud keychain, is this, it's not, re- to me, it's not replacing other things. It's, yeah. it, let's say you have somebody that maybe that, that they're a, target for Apple business essentials. Maybe that's, maybe that's the angle. It's offering just a built-in solution. It's not meant to, you know, be there for your big organizations, but it's there for the folks that just, just need something. Um, so again, um, another updates, we get another round of updates to uh, declarative device management. I know that's something that has been on the topic of every device management vendor for many years now. What are your thoughts on what's new here on uh, declarative device management? Yeah, uh, years ago, I remember when I first heard about the declarative and we had some time to play with that. And I was like, hey, this will change a lot. And of course, the the, the pace of that change on our world depends on, on how fast Apple uh, would bring new uh, possibilities to declarative. And I believe it's very clear now that it is a priority and, and, or maybe the main or only priority for, for MDM moving forward. There are great new things coming in in declarative management, and and one for me is quite it's quite special. Uh, everyone managing Apple device knows that one of the main uh, tasks we need to perform, and of course, also one of the tasks where we want a more precision is about software updates. Uh, I believe you had here on the podcast several different conversations around software updates and how that has been evolving. And we see declarative being used this year uh, to potentially solve uh, all the needs uh, with software updates. 
And this now allows uh, uh, IT app administrators to define a deadline for the software update to happen, uh, running through declarative. So we basically tell the device, hey, I need this device to be at this OS version or this last OS version uh, by this date and this time. And there is a very uh, ingenious uh, uh, structure there with different alerts that will be more frequent as it approaches the deadline. And at the end of the day, we just force that uh, uh, a software update at the end of that period. That is major. And I know maybe can sound like a detail for someone who is not managing Apple device every day, but for everyone uh, managing a distributed fleet of Apple device, this is gigantic and it's great to see uh, declarative solving this problem. Uh, and of course, there are uh, more things coming to declarative that will help us with performance. Uh, declarative takes a lot of responsibility out of our infrastructure in terms of getting information out of device. Uh, on regular MDM protocol, we had to request uh, information that in some moments would come in bulk, like, hey, tell me all apps is installed and then I can parse to give customer information per app. Uh, that was something declarative solved and it continues to solve things like that. What for us is huge. It, and and also adding new possibilities for customers this year, there, there is uh, a very important declarative uh, uh, management functionality uh, for people concerned with security on Macs, where you can have a very precise information, basically real-time information about all the background tasks. Uh, for those who understand what that means in security, we basically can see any persistence and, and what is that and what type is that. It's very, very critical uh, to understand if you want to make sure your device are protected and they want to have a very uh, clear understanding of what is happening there. So yes, uh, declarative continues to to involve and, and, and I believe the message is, is really clear. This is uh, not the future goal. This is reality now and this is where Apple is putting all the focus for device management. Yeah, I we've transitioned from software updates being about maintaining compatibility and productivity. Not that that's unimportant, but I think like I would argue that problem has largely been solved um, for, for the most part. Like you're not, I, I, you're just not seeing things break so much on day one across these updates. Again, major updates, point upgrades, minor updates. Um, uh, most vendors are moving at the speed of security now um, where they know that if there is a, you know, 0.1 upgrade that has been testing, like they've got to be ready for that because it may fix zero day exploits that have to be dealt with. Um, and, and so the theme now is when there are new releases out, they need to be deployed ASAP. And you're seeing that with rapid security response, but then also, um, in, you know, with the setup assistant enforcement, so you can set a minimum operating system version prior to enrollment. Like now it's kind of the default to to get you know updated quickly and again this information about what's running in background processes really kind of le leans into that theme of like we need to know what's happening in these devices we you know based on you know malware detection based on breach detection there's just there's just this need for like staying up to date staying latest and then also need, needing all the data about what's happening on the devices yeah 
I agree. Uh, and, and yeah, I believe you, you, you're right. And we could see that here, Bradley. Uh, we, we have as part of our flows on the MDM, we have the concept of tasks and tasks for several different things. Uh, so for example, you can have a task for a reboot, uh, and then you can give the user a deadline for that. And what we learn is as soon as we implement the concept with a task plus a deadline using our uh, agent app to provide that information and with the frequent push notifications that basically solved every single need uh, or every single action that relies in somehow on the user because we always have this balance right we you don't want to disrupt the user but you also want to something enforce it and there is always something happening on, on the Mac or there is always a document open so you can't shut down the device with no alert so there's always this balance between, hey, can I force this now? Will I disrupt the user in a way that will be very bad? Or should I just keep telling the user and hope the user will do it? And we need that balance. And what we learn is this, this like the task with the deadline and a very clear communication about the deadline basically solves all those cases. Like, hey, I will do these. Like, this will happen by this date and time but you have all this interval from now until this date and time to take the action at, at the best moment for you that basically eliminated any issue we had with features using that and having the same concept now coming to to the mac uh or actually to all devices this is not a mac only this is ios and ipad os as well uh it's it's in my opinion revolutionary like i believe this will solve one of the main challenges our customers still have managed in their device yeah again um overall i would say as we kind of wrap up here i would say this was a really really good year for um uh, IT professionals, uh, de device management vendors, there's work to be done uh, i'm getting ready for all this testing it um but again i it just feels like, again, I think you said it best, like declarative device management is no longer the future. It's here. And we have this, uh, I would argue, like a next generation foundation that we're building upon. Um, and then we're seeing things like, you know, one of the more interesting updates to me is like the the, the uh, private 5G um, controls where, again, this is not something that like everybody's going to be involved with. But again, let's say you're a hospital or you're a warehouse and you have a private 5G deployment in your environment that is in some ways more more stable and reliable than Wi-Fi. Uh, you can now force your managed devices to prioritize those private SIMs. And again, not you know, I guess this, if you think this is the, the year of things that are going to be massively important for a smaller group of people. Uh, and again, yeah. if you are the type of environment that, that uses private 5G, that was a welcome upgrade. Again, not for everybody, but for those that need it and want it, that's a massive upgrade. Yeah, I agree. Like this, this was a very busy year. We, we have the big points, of course. WatchOS is is big and it's for everyone. Uh, we had the changes on automated device enrollment, as you said. One thing that's major and I believe worth uh, mentioning uh, is the the return to service uh, new option for iOS and iPadOS device, where you can basically as an MDM when you're sending a raise command, you can also send information uh, mainly on our case about uh, a Wi-Fi uh, profile with credentials and the device will automatically connect to the Wi-Fi, skip all the steps and get back to uh, like a ready-to-use state with no user action. This is gigantic. Like We have several 
case where customers need to redeploy device on the go. And actually, that was the only limitation for MDM. Like when you're redeploying, you need to have physical access to the device or you need to rely on the user. So uh, very good application for any workflow uh, where you need to redeploy device. We do have customers that redeploy device daily uh, when a device was assigned to a user uh, on a specific day. And every time they switch users, they redeploy, they, they raise to make sure all data is eliminated. But then is also material for MDM migration. Uh, today, to migrate an MDM from one MDM, uh, one device to one MDM to the other one, if you're in an iOS and iPadOS case, you'll necessarily need to wipe that uh, and then having someone at least connecting to the Wi-Fi and and clicking a few, a few uh, uh, steps uh, until the device is deployed. And if you look to a school scenario with 40,000 devices, that's not easy. Uh, but if you have now all the devices in a specific warehouse with a powerful uh, uh, a Wi-Fi connection and an infrastructure that could hold, you can basically go to your old MDM. Uh, you can send the return to service command with the Wi-Fi credential and the device would erase, uh, reboot, uh, connect to the Wi-Fi, get the new uh, MDM information from Apple Business Manager or School Manager and be ready to use with no touch. That is really revolutionary on our market and I believe that will give customers way more options in terms of looking to new MDMs or redeploy MDMs and what, what I love as well. Well, and I think there's this like theme of making, of eliminating vendor lock-in. And, and so, yeah, that's maybe a problem for an MDM vendor that if it's easier for com- customers to switch, but you never want to hold I like that. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Well, you, ne- you, you know, you never want to hold a customer if they, just because they, it's hard to leave. Um, it's much better to make it easier for a customer to switch. So um, it's like the, it's, it's a good and bad for, for device management vendors, but the ones who believe in their product, uh, again, you don't want to be holding on to customers just because they don't want to go through the effort like that. You want to make it where it's like, hey, we want to compete on our on our products and solutions and pricing and support. Um, and uh, the, you know, it's 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 good for the it's good for the cream of the tr- crop, as they say. Yeah, I, I love it. So yeah, good. Uh, good again, always a fun uh, chat, Alcir. I think uh, we it's uh, time to in some ways get to work. Um, I uh, and start to start to test and start to break things and see what's yeah. broken. Hopefully, as these beta rollouts uh, come out, there's no major uh, impacts to workflows for IT professionals. Um, again. I said it on a past podcast. This is like the golden era for specifically the Mac. Uh, I, I just love Apple's lineup of hardware right now. Um, the, the, I really feel like Mac OS is extremely stable. And, and I know sometimes people want to dive into all the minor bugs that happen. And it's not perfect. Um, but um, it, for me, like the Mac is just this workhorse device, especially on Apple Silicon, that is incredibly reliable uh, the software is incredible the battery life on the laptops are incredible in fact apple's biggest problem on mac os may be that these devices last too long uh, and you don't have to you don't need to upgrade and i mean because again um you know you if you bought the first apple silicon macbook air with an m1 uh, that device is still incredible today. And it's almost, you know, it's two and a half years old. You could, and I, again, someone said like, hey, I want to buy a Mac. I just, you know, need, need the basics. Uh, I would say like, that's still a fantastic device. And it's going to be a fantastic device for years. Um, and I think it just shows Apple's investment and their, and their chip technology is paying off major dividends in the enterprise because it's just that workhorse endpoint. Yeah. 
I agree. Uh, and thank you for having me again. Like when you, you, you invited me and I was working on everything that was new, I say, wow, we'll need probably like some hours to talk about. So for uh, everyone listening here, I believe the topics we mentioned are just a few. Uh, but this year was very, very rich in terms of new features, possibilities, and even new products that will be able to be created uh, by MDM providers. We see now this trend and, and I believe we are at the front of it where uh, we are going way beyond MDM and we're really connecting uh, and creating this concept that we are calling here uh, a pool unified platform that brings several other solutions uh, and create this, this amazing integrated product. And this year, there was a lot of new possibilities that will help us to enhance even more uh, what we do and, and increase the reach of our solutions. So I believe what we cover here is uh, a small portion, of course, important points, but a small portion of uh, a very big year for for uh, Apple customers and the enterprise in education, uh, and we can't wait to to implement everything and make it all available to customers as soon as Apple uh, released the production version of the new OS. You, you know, as the old Game of Thrones meme says, "Winter is coming, uh, fall is coming," um, and so it's it's gonna be a fun summer of testing, uh, and I think too. You know some of the the things, some of the early announcements this year. These are things just like declarative device management was. You know, a couple of years ago, um, you're building the foundation for the the big things for next year, for the you know the following years. And there's a lot of groundwork that goes into new products that yeah. uh, can help IT and security professionals. So again, always fun to have you all here. Uh, we'll have you on again as we uh, learn more about uh, what's coming with macOS Sonoma, iOS 17, iPad OS 17, and uh, we can't wait for fall. Uh, but thanks everybody for listening this week. Leave a rating and review if you're on. Apple podcast and we'll see you again soon. Thank you, Bradley. Bye-bye.